Aman. He's just going to set the play up. And Lisa! Release the Kraken! Five minutes in and Liverpool have Greetings all. Welcome to Ramble On. I'm not alone. Me, Marcus C. Speller. Producer Charlie is with me as ever. Charlie, bloody good to have you. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Charlie, today we're going to be talking about a topic, a subject matter very close to your heart. In fact, you suggested this. It's not the first suggestion you've made, of course, Ramble On, I should immediately say, because uh, I don't like to discredit people uh, unnecessarily. But uh, but today was very much your idea. You want to talk about the best, as you would put it, the thwack kings of the Premier League or the Premiership in that of that era, or, or, or the Premier League's best thwackers, those who thwack the ball. <laughs> I can't get enough of the thwack. Uh, That's precisely why I picked it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> just so we can basically we can use our uh, employable and chargeable time to talk mm. to some lovely Patreon subscribers about people who used to thwack it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I, 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 every there is something incredibly pleasing about seeing uh, a, a sports person, any you know, any, anybody playing again when they, when they connect properly with the ball. In any sport, really, it just—it's one of those things in in um, in humanity where you see another human being connect with the ball, whether it be with a golf club, or a or a cricket bat, or with the foot or head, something like that. It is incredibly pleasing, and and that's why we love people who can thwack the ball, who have who have graced the top flight in England since 1992, uh, and uh, they'll always draw a crowd if you've got a good shot on you. You've always got something. There was I, I, I've cited a few times on a football ramble for the for the more keen-eared uh, listeners. Uh, George Albert. Now, obviously, you can't bring him to the table with this Premier League chat. He played for Rangers uh, in Scotland, of course, in, in the top flight. There, he had an unbelievable shot. In fact, probably I'd almost go as far to say the best shot I've ever seen. If, if you know, if you held a gun to my head and I had to choose somebody, it might it probably would be him. Uh, in terms of power and and you know all the rest of it, um, and but I remember people used to say up there, oh well, all he's got is all he's got is a good shot, and I thought, well, I, personally, I disagreed. I thought he was a better footballer than that. But even if that was true, it's still not a bad thing to have. You know, all no. he can do is all he can do is score three pointers. You know, well, well, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll I accept that. Do you know? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so. Um, so, so yeah, it's always a pleasing thing. So, if you've got a good shot on you, then th- then you're always bringing something to the party. So, John, yeah. I, I, you, you, well, what, what do you, what do you immediately think? Premier League thwackers. What what uh, what leaps to mind? Not or, or who leaps to mind? Well, um, obviously, as as I've stated before in uh, mm-hmm. in this medium, I am a Newcastle fan, and thus my mind yeah. will immediately head there. And I think there are a, a couple straight out the bat mm. uh the first of which i think there's no room for discussion and i think um weirdly like this one he sort of if you think of him so it'd be alan shearer would be the first one i would suggest i'll yeah. bring to the party yeah, yeah weirdly yeah. i actually i think because you know almost sort of contrary to 
what you said there, which I totally agree with, where if you've got an absolute cannon on you, you can mm. almost get away with maybe not being quite technically astute as some of your players around you. But Shearer, to me, he's, I don't think of him having an absolute rocket of a shot as his mm. first attribute. I just think of him as an all-round brilliant footballer. Yeah, that's like fair. an amazing striker who would occasionally just put those meaty umbros <laughs> through the ball and stick it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. And so he always brings to mind first yeah. up. Meat is definitely the word. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Shearer was uh, such a phenomenal forward. And it was a shame that obviously he got his injuries because it actually he was I wouldn't I wouldn't call him like lightning, but he he had a bit of pace in the early days, and he was a slightly yeah. different type of forward than than what we came to know him more at Newcastle United. But with those injuries, you know, but it wasn't. You see, when you talk about the thwackers, one can say, well, what 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 are they like hitting a dead ball? Because uh, you can think of people who can volley well. Um, see, so if someone like Mark Hughes, for example, played for Manchester United, of course, went to Chelsea. I can Hughes loved a volley. Like he was so good at the volley. Like would absolutely cannon a, a volley. But I don't ever remember him. I, and I could be wrong here, um, but I don't think of him like hitting one from the floor or a dead ball or something like that. Whereas Shearer volleys free kicks, lock stock, the flipping job lot, as you say. <laughs> when it came to shooting, when it came to everything, he was good, but shooting, my goodness, uh, an absolute torpedo. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's the obviously everyone thinks of the um that goal against Everton, like that's the classic one. Yeah. And um but I always remember like there was one where it kind of some it's probably does quite a good job of some oh, there, it's just it's think so about it. It's satisfying. Ridiculous. I know. It's like an absolute fucking <laughs> go on then. I remember it's being brilliant. I was in the pub with a Newcastle fan. Oh, uh, when I was a student, yeah, and that went in, and he ju- he just he jumped up and he just started going, "Oh, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off!" <laughs> like, telling everyone in the pub to fuck off with his Geordie accent. I just, but, like you kind of understood when something like that happened. It just... Yeah, there's something so like that. I think that that's why people identify with like the thwackers. Is it's just mm. such like a guttural like you can. It's not like yeah, you know a Beethoven symphony, I could be yeah, like, oh, yeah. do you know what? That's beautifully composed and I really yeah, yeah, appreciate yeah. the technique. This is just like a fucking, yeah. like a really loud, like pigeon detective song. Like there's nothing <laughs> to it. It's just fucking loud and in your face. And it's, yeah, come, fucking come on. I love how you went for pigeon detectives. I was thinking like a two and a half minute Sex Pistols single or yeah, something. Yeah, all right. You Fair had enough. a more... Maybe uh, a little uh, bit more punchy. You had a more sort of uh, post-miners strike uh, sanitised... <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, a 21st century version, but I still understand. I still. Oh, understand. It's, a, it's a meatloaf. It's a meatloaf <laughs> opening drum solo. Yeah, that's what it, it is. I was going to say meatloaf songs go on far too long, but yes, that's it, it's a very yeah. crash bang wallop. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think the ultimate thwack for me in the Premier League would have been Wayne Rooney's volley against Newcastle. The fact that he's pissed off with the referee moments yeah. before, and then just thunders the thing in anger. Like he wouldn't have cared where that went. He needed to release that anger. In fact, even when it went in, he still seemed a bit annoyed uh, about yeah. it. But you, but you said Alan Shearer. There was another Newcastle player you were going to say. Yeah. So this one for me, like a little bit, you know, a little bit less well known because he just wasn't as good. Mm. Uh, probably forgetting all his kit off in front of the Gallagher at the end of his career at Newcastle. But Laurent Robert, sort of oh, yeah. early to mid two thousands. Honestly, like I don't care who we put in this sort of like imaginary dream list of <laughs> Premier League thwack Hall of Fame, but yeah. Laurent Robert has to be in there. There's a game against Tottenham in 2003 um, 
which I remember from that uh, the season review DVD I've got, and I just used to watch it over and over and over again. And there were two. He scores two goals in that game. The first one where uh, the ball sort of bounces up to him like twenty five yards out, and it's quite like a lazy sort of waft of the leg, and then it just goes flying past Kelsey, Casey Keller in goal. And you're yeah. like, yeah, that's what a strike. That's gonna that's match of the day sort of goal of the month type stuff. And then like twenty minutes later. He scores one that's even more ridiculous, where he's like genuinely probably forty yards from goal, and he's yeah. a left footer on the left hand side, so it's a bit of an awkward angle, and he just piles it in. It's it's, almost, it's obscene. I mean, yeah. he had so like a lot of these thwackers. He probably had a lot of shots that hit Rosette or went out for a throw in or something. But uh-huh. because of those two and some of the other stuff, he's he scored like dead ball situations as well as we said. He's he's got to be in there for me, hundred percent. Yeah, Lauren Robert like, had an unbelievable shot on him. He was a bit of a he, he was he was a bit of a, the type of player who might just play for himself a bit and not really care about the team. Yeah, he so never tra- he didn't. I don't. I don't think Newcastle. I think we see he was sort of endeared. He's like that flawed genius that Newcastle fans are so endeared to. But he never tracked back. He didn't. Uh-huh. He had no sort of contrary thought to. Oh yeah, I'll cross this or who's in yeah. a better position? He's like, nope, I'm going to fucking score now, <laughs> or I'm going to hit it at least. Yeah, he was a, he was a phenomenal. Well, he he had a short stint at Portsmouth, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, do you know what? Actually, when I was thinking about these 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 players, there are the obvious ones, Shearer being one, um, and I thought, well, who are the sort of less obvious ones? And inevitably, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to miss a handful of players, and then after this, someone will put on the Discord, oh, but you didn't say such and such, and we'll go, oh, bloody hell, how did we miss out him? You know. Mm. Um, or how do we miss out that one? Uh, so, so trying to kind of think uh, of less obvious ones, and I, I, I remember uh, former Pompey man Pedro Mendes having an absolute oh, ding dong, lovely of a, shout. Yeah, of a, he had a really good shot on him. Although I don't remember him scoring that many goals. So, just maybe when they went in, they were quite special. I don't know, but he, mm. uh, yeah. So your reaction suggests that you of well, I think. I, th- I th- was drawn to that. Did he hit the one that Roy, Roy Carroll fumbled from miles away? Was that uh, Andrew yeah, Mendes? He did. I think so. He, and I, I remember think so. When he was there's Spurs, one against, maybe. Yeah, that was against Spurs. Yeah, sorry for Spurs. And then there's one, I remember he scores for Pompey, where um, it sort of ba- it bounces out to him on the edge. And I can't, sorry, not against Pompey, against City for Pompey. Uh, I can't remember who it is, the City player that he beats to the ball. And it's kind of like running away from him. It's like on the edge of his touch. And you sort mm. of think, oh, he's... Just get just get something on it, that's and then right. yeah, he just slams it in the top corner, and you're like, yeah. yeah, do you know what? That's an absolute strike, and he's got the the long sort of like shaggy hair really helps him, I think. Yeah, 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 totally. You know, he he was only at Porto for one season, and that was when they won the Champions League. That's not too shabby. He started <laughs> in the final. I, I, my work here is done. Yeah, well, then he went off to Pot, to, to Tottenham. Now he'd have pr- probably been given bigger wages, but just having won the Champions League with with Porto and having only been there a season, well, don't know. He was obviously ready to to, to, to move on. And I think mm. we are too, ladies and gentlemen, from Pedro Mendes. Um, I, it, this, is, this is a very, very obvious one. But actually, I don't know if people... It's obvious, but therefore people might miss him out from this. But you have to put, and it's a bit boring, Cristiano Ronaldo in there. Yeah, I don't you even do. think he's got, kind of, he got that sheer mould of he was yeah. good at so much other things that you kind of forget. What an absolute what? hit! I mean, that goal. Speaking of Portsmouth, that that goal he scored, or was it the free kick where yeah. he smashes it in the top corner? I mean, one of the best goals, one of the best long long range goals you'll see 
was when Manchester United, it wasn't in the Premier, it was in the Champions League, were away to Porto. And I think they they won 1-0 on the night, maybe. And they certainly progressed. And he picks the ball up in in, in the opposition's half. I mean, he's 40 yards out. Yeah. Like, it's like the often, one where the camera it struggles to track the ball. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. He absolutely smashes it. It doesn't go perfectly top corner, but it's on its way. But it, it's it's an absolute scud because he's he's so far out. Because when people say, oh, it was a 25-yarder, you know, 25 yards is not that much. It's not that much outside the box. 30 yeah. yards is often what I think 40 yards is, if you see what I mean. Yeah. When I see yeah, 30 yeah. yards, but when you see a 40-yarder, you think... Oh bloody hell! That's what I think. Like fifty yards, you know, he really is far out, but it just flies. It he has un he was unbelievable. Uh, still is with with that shot of his, and I think as you say, because he's so good with everything else, sometimes that, that absolute rifle uh, of a mm. right foot he's got is sometimes overlooked. So he's got to go in there. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, um, I mean, thinking of other ones we could have had. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo, unlike the guy I've got on my head, has mm-hmm. ever broken someone's leg with a shot, and that oh. would be a Jon Arnaiz free kick against oh, Man United yes. when it I crashes. In. Alan Smith, like the valiant Alan Smith, comes in. Yeah, I've got. I'll block it, lads, and it gets hit by some absolute fucking steam train and like breaks his leg or something. It's yeah. ridiculous. They see. It's, okay, so there would have been an obvious one that I'd forgotten. I'm glad you said yeah. him because because Liverpool fans certainly, and maybe even Fulham fans as well. Uh, yeah, would, have been, nice would have been fubing. Uh, yes, of course, John Unreason. What a hit he had. I know. And it, it, I mean, the release, the crack, and that, um, oh, yeah. that commentary is, is class, but it's sort of, um, it's taken it to almost like this sort of joke status now. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is obscene. Yeah. I think maybe he, he, for me, I don't know about you, because I've not, I didn't see him play so much, but for me, all I remember him for is an absolute like rocket shot. I don't really, yeah. recount him having I mean he must he played for some quality sides he must have been very good but like I just don't really remember any other attributes that he had other than that strike yeah I know what you mean I mean he he must have done okay I mean he won I think he won the league with Monaco and then well he he won the Champions League with Liverpool of course and the FA Cup and like one or two other trophies League Cup I think so he, like and he was there for a while so he must have been I say he must have been I remember him playing I think one of the one of the things with with defenders who who score a few goals, Roberto Carlos was probably the ultimate example of this. Roberto Carlos suddenly got this reputation for he's really good going forward but can't defend for Toffee. Well, of course, that wasn't true. He would make the odd mistake, as we saw in the quarterfinal of the 98 World Cup when when Brian Laudrup, when he tried to overhead kick it away and Brian Laudrup oh, yeah. and went, thanks very much, you idiot. Yeah, I love that. Thanks. Um, but, but of course, Roberto Carlos could defend. I mean, yes, he's... You know, if I was picking a team that I thought might have their backs to the walls, I'd go with Paolo Maldini over Roberto Carlos. But, uh, you know, John Arnaiza is, is one of those players because he had a great free kick and, and, and you think of him going forward, you think, oh, therefore he can't defend. Yeah, he, he might not have been the world's best left back. You know, in terms of who's the best left back in the Premier League or something, then I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have perhaps gone to him. But, you know, he, he was obviously a very serviceable fullback. You know, otherwise mm. he wouldn't have had such longevity at Liverpool. Um, another Liverpool player, again, a bit obvious. And again, you might not think of him, but Steven Gerrard couldn't half hit the ball, couldn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, each. Yeah. My, my, I'd completely forgotten about Steven Gerrard. There's, yeah. there's a load of these. Yeah. We could make a thwack as 11. Yeah, but I think, I think, you, I think there has to be a few parameters because like, someone like Frank Lampard had a great shot on him. 
even though people always say he scored a lot of deflected goals, but he he, he did have a great shot. But I, I don't ever think of Lampard like thwacking the ball. No, it's not like a defining characteristic or any. Yeah, any, yeah, I about that. And, and 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 one needs to be a little bit careful when it's just volleys. So, for example, you think of the two Tony Aboa goals. You know, a week apart back in '96, was it? Yeah, the volley yeah. against Liverpool and then the goal against Wimbledon. But again, I, I don't think, forgive me, Leeds fans, if I'm getting this wrong, but I wouldn't think of him having a particularly powerful shot on him, like an Alan Shearer or Steven Gerrard. Because Gerrard, you think of like the goal that he scored um, at Anfield against Manchester United in a 2 0 win where he, against Bartes smashes it in, or the or the, the half volley against Valencia to make sure they go through. There's so many with Gerrard that, that, that leap to mind. Um, even though know, the 2 1, uh, the goal to put England 2 1 up against Germany, that, 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 that pace he would hit the ball with, almost like mm. taking the leather off the thing. It's quite a it's quite a, a rare thing. Um, I, th- I think Gerard quite nicely. He, actually, now you've said that, yeah. he fits quite well into the sort of the low, slightly lower key bottom corner thwackers. Yeah, th- classic thwack is going like top bit, whereas he'd hit a lot that a lot mm. that would maybe a technically more difficult because you've got to skim it along the ground or whatever. But he would hit so many which would just. Yeah. Fly into the bottom corner, and the keeper's mm-hmm. like, "Why? Well, literally, can't do anything about that." <laughs> yeah, I know. What you, I know what you mean. Um, the, the the other one that that younger listeners might not know, uh, he never got an England cap. Although it, I remember at the, at the height of his powers, people said he he should have done, and a little bit more uh, from left field. But as soon as you said Thwackers, I thought this man. And, and he might actually get my choice because when I think of him, I think I think solid, hard, and my goodness, what an absolute shot he had on him it was big Julian Dix of West Ham United. And Lovely if you don't stuff. know Julian Dix, then have a little YouTube. Now again, Dix didn't score that many. You know, you compare um, to maybe John Arnold. I mean, he did actually. Well, I say he didn't score that many. He was often on the score sheet, I suppose, for West Ham. But he would take their penalties. And I can remember a game. I think they were against Manchester United. And they went 2-0 down. And it was there was a rare goal from the Romanian forward, Florin Radicoy, who was a, who was a very good player. He had a, if I, my memory serves me well, it was a short stint at West Ham. He, he did okay. He didn't quite do as well as people uh, thought. But he, but he, had, he, was, he was a good forward. But anyway, he's got, he made it 2-1. Then West Ham got a penalty. Now, I can't remember. I might be getting two penalties mixed up here. Julian Dix might have had to take it a second time, uh, which he did like pretty much the same thing. But I remember the penalty against, I'm pretty sure it was Manchester United. You know what he's going to do. The crowd know <laughs> what he's going to do. And mo- most importantly, the keeper knows what he's going to do. But you ha- you can't dive until he's hit it. And once he's hit it, it's past you before you can dive. <laughs> it's in the goal. <laughs> he absolutely yeah. destroys the thing. It, right, it, just, it is unbelievable. It is just pure, raw masculinity right there. <laughs> it's, class. it's got a real Sunday league tinge about it. Yeah, it like does. You, you know, weirdly, I mean, you'd expect a professional footballer to be able to pick a spot and then put some absolute 
source yeah. behind it. Yeah. Because your Sunday league manager is going, he's, it's two schools of thought. You either, yeah. you know, pick your spot and get it on target yeah. or you just put your head over it and just cannon it as hard as you can. With his like 15-yard run-up, yeah. <laughs> he falls into the latter category of, yeah, I'm just going to put my head through this and we'll, we'll just see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, he was... Uh, he, he was... <laughs> He was just like such a hard man. He had the bald head. He, he, <laughs> he looked, looked so scary. Yeah, exactly. He was a proper old school footballer, but he was still there playing in the Prem uh, when the Prem was becoming, uh, well, it, it was glamorous, I suppose. But I, I mean, it's daft looking back on the 90s and thinking and they were glamorous. But compared to the 80s, my goodness, you know, the 90s were were like bloody George Clooney, but um, but mm. but he was playing until 1999 with West Ham, so he did he did see that kind of change. He played for a season at Liverpool, which I often forget about. I always think of him as a West Ham man, um, but yeah, like I mean, he was a dirty bastard. Don't get me wrong. And the last thing, <laughs> if I was uh, if I was playing on the right wing or right midfield, it would have been back in those days. The last thing I would want uh, would would to come up against old Dicks, uh, but. You know, to me, he might be the thwacker because that's that's kind of what you know him for. I mean, the other person, similar man, similar mould, uh, but more hair would be Stuart Pearce. Uh, who, Another who scary one. Yeah, who certainly knew how to hit a ball uh, and a forward, it's fair to say. <laughs> uh, do you remember him playing for Newcastle? No. Jenny, I, I, on Upon reading, and I can't remember mm. when I would have been, you know, Googling or just found out. But yeah, I, I don't remember much. Stuart Pearce for me is I almost solely have England mem- like not memories but you know yeah. back on stuff he obviously his infamous moments and the penalty yeah. and whatever but yeah. but um, yeah not uh, much in his club game hard man though mm, it's a funny one with with, with Pearce because it, it, it it's odd to look and see that he finished playing in 2002 I mean that's really odd for me thinking that he he was a footballer in the 21st century that is a very yeah. strange thought um, but I think of Pierce as an England player, really, even though he played for Forest for goodness knows how many years and Forest were Premier League side. Then, and he played at Newcastle, West Ham and Man City as well. But yeah, I know what you mean. I think of him as a, as an England player, kind of first and foremost, because I suppose they're the images we always see of Pierce. Uh, yeah. You know, the penalties and all that, that sort of kind of thing. You know, even though he, you know, he won uh, a, a few uh, trophies with a couple of trophies at least with Forrest. I mean, with Manchester City, you know, they weren't in the top flight when when he was playing for them, granted. Uh, but still, you know, he, he did play for West Ham himself. Which, and he, he joined West Ham, I think, when Dix was on his way out, if I, if I remember correctly. So it was a bit of a, you know, one-in-one-out situation, as you were, lads, you know. <laughs> Do you think that mantle was passed after 17 pints of lager in the local pub? I hate to think, but they did well out of those two <laughs> that night, you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, if, all right, if we, so for the, yeah. these thwackers then, if mm. we're... What would what would we get if we get a top three? You're having Julian Dix in there, are you? I think top I, if, three thwackers. Dix has got to be in there for me. All right, I, I'm, you I'm happy with that. I, if if you can have that, I'd lo- I'd like Lauren Robert in there. <laughs> you, I thought you might want Lauren Robert in yeah. there. Yeah, two left footers, so that's yeah. nice. So maybe we need a right footer to round us off. Well, I I I, I, I I'm I I think it's it's a bit boring if I say Cristiano Ronaldo or suggest Cristiano Ronaldo for the for the for the third one. He he does have a right to suggest. I think Gerard though, I would have Gerard over Ronaldo. Yeah, same. But then I think I might have Shearer over Gerard. I think. Yeah, I would, do you know I, what? I think. I think. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm with you there. 
Yeah, I think I think Shearer has got to be in there. Just the, the amount of goals he scored, the uh, just how many, just th- how many times he thumped the ball. Um, <laughs> thump is such a good <laughs> word for Shearer. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think Dick Shearer and I'll, you, you know you your You're pick not having was, on Ribera, it's, it's your pick. It's your pick. Yeah, he, he had a great him. shot. He had a great shot on him, so I can't I can't take that away. Yeah, nothing else, but a yeah. great shot on it. Well, that's all you need to get into this list. So, so there we are. Uh, well, a pleasure, uh, uh, Charlie. I hope you enjoyed that, ladies and gentlemen, as much as we did. Uh, that was lovely. <laughs> there we are. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're going to love you and leave you for this uh, week's Ramble On, but it's not finished because we're going to go over to uh, a little clip from the Ramble Live shows from last year where Michael Owen's at the centre of our attention. <laughs> Speaking of Newcastle United, um, Michael Owen's got a new book out. Who, uh, who's read it? Anybody? No, I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> has anyone read Michael Owen's new book in here tonight? Yeah, no, it was an accurate study. It's mad. Yeah. They're all football fans. <laughs> not one of them has read it. Very, very true. Oh, I know why you haven't read it. Yeah. It's just surprising that not well, one of them has. Well, it is. His, his new book is called Reboot My Life, My Time. I love that. <laughs> It's like, it's like his ghostwriter has, has sent him three potential titles and he's gone... <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> the full title is those three and then can you get back to me by Friday? My God. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm out of office. <laughs> well, a bookshop in Newcastle has banned the book. Apparently it's the first book the shop has refused to stock. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't um, Diddy Harman at the Secret Santa one year for Newcastle United, he got given a copy of Mein Kampf. They'll stop that book. Yeah. Mm. They'll stop Mein Kampf. Was he, was he teammates with Wayne Hennessy? <laughs> 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 but it was the year that Tamuri Ketspire got a hairbrush, I think, and... Uh, and he was bald and Ala- Yeah, he's bald, he's got alopecia. And I think Alessandro <laughs> Pistoni got a, a sheep's heart. It's almost as if, yeah. like, Rude Hollett didn't have a handle on the fucking what? dressing room, yeah. really, isn't it? Sorry, sorry, but why did he get a sheep's heart? Because he didn't have bleak. one of his own, because he's got heart, he's got yeah, no I mean, heart. And to be honest, that's a bit. At a Christmas lunch, that is a vibe killer, by the way. Someone just <laughs> smacks a big sheep's heart down in front of you, that's for you, you've got no fucking heart, you. <laughs> Marcus gave me a Donald Trump mask last yeah, year. Yeah, he did, actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you do with that as a gift? Well, you take it home, just leave it on the table. It's just yeah. awful. It's like one of those magazines where you build something every week. <laughs> <laughs> build a horse and then beat it up. Yeah. <laughs> For context as well, we've, we've been to Newcastle to do shows before and there is a 24-hour Greg's um, and there's, there was, there's a kebab shop that's got one of those like punching machines in it that you normally see in, like a, yeah. I assume, a 1970s end-of-the-pier like arcade. So, <laughs> like... You really have to go some to get banned from Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that punch bag got in stock because people were punching the kebab spit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, re- the reason... Looks no like one. a horse, that. <laughs> re- it is a horse. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to wrestle it back to the Michael Owen thing, I think it was time we all faced up to the idea that Michael Owen is a dangerous psychopath <laughs> and belongs very much in the fringes of our society. I mean, <laughs> no one saw it coming. You're among friends here. It's, yeah. it's, it's blindsided the best of us. But he, I mean, <laughs> let's look at the facts. I mean, he said that he's not had a bank account until the age of 38. He's not even 40 yet, is oh, he? No, I don't think so, no. <laughs> oh, you'd have heard about his 40th birthday party. Oh, mate. That'd have been um, crazy. He, he, he's only ever seen six films. Is it up to six? Yeah, apparently. And, and also, on the way to one of the shows the other week, I was reading up... Someone shared it in my Twitter timeline. <laughs> Michael Owen saying he'd never had a cup of tea or coffee. <laughs> it's like, and to me, it's funny because that, that, that's the PR person saying to him, 
right, sales aren't going well, so yeah. can you give us a story or two just to sort of generate a bit of heat on the book? <laughs> well, I've never had a cup of tea. No, that's not going to fucking cut it, Michael. It's going to need to be better than that. But then six months later, that's the best they could find. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and, and people forget as well that in the 90s, Michael Owen um, was in a kids' TV show. I forget what it was called now, but the premise of it was that he used... Zero to Zero hero. To Thank hero. you. Is that the producer you. in? Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the inverse Adam Johnson story, fella. Yeah. Yeah? Michael, Michael will be selling DVDs of that in the lobby after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he would appear out of a poster. You don't need me to tell you, but everyone else. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he appeared out of a poster in, in the kid's bedroom. And... Uh, <laughs> Come would, on, we've had the Adam Johnson game. Yeah, would, dispense, <laughs> would dispense advice to a school kid who was kind of in crisis. And I'm thinking, what kind of advice are you getting from Michael Owen? Yeah. He's never, oh, I've got some pocket money here. What should I do with it? Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't don't spend it on your coffee. <laughs> put it under the mattress. Don't put like it in it. a bank. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, so I saw that same story, and apparently his mum had always looked after his money. So, like, genuinely, did, does his mum put bets on for him? <laughs> yeah. So he loves that. <laughs> strange, strange man. Well, in the same way Harry Redknapp's dog used to do the business yeah. with the Swiss <laughs> <Yeah>. bank account <laughs> manager. Quite possibly, yeah. I mean, um, Jamie Carragher uh, revealed the other week, um, well, Gary Neville's phone number, apparently, but apart from that, uh, he, he said that uh, when he played for, uh, for Liverpool with, with Michael Owen, young Michael was paranoid that Steve McManaman was always passing the ball to Robbie Fowler and not, uh, not Michael himself. And Carragher said, oh, I'd hear about it in the hotel room afterwards. And I thought, yeah, again, boring. Poor old Carragher just going, oh, Michael. Yeah. Michael, can we just put a movie on? No, yeah. absolutely <laughs> not. No. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.